welcome back. I hope you've had an amazing weekend. Now, real quick disclaimer. If you see all this stuff around me, please, please just disregard it. If you're here from the other channel, you know. My life is in chaos right now as I'm trying to do my Christmas decorating, film videos, work on my booth. Just, it's a mess. <laughs> but that's not why we're here. We're here to let the Lord help this mess that I am. <laughs> let him talk to us, minister to us, get us through anything that we may be going through. That's what this is all about. It's not about all of this other stuff, right? So today we're going to be reading from our devotional, Farm Raised Devotionals by Miss Ida Mae Couch. And I haven't read this one, but just glancing down, I think we're going to get some good ideas for like menus to add, incorporate into our regular menus because the title of it is the weekly menu. <laughs> so let's just get started. I do have my King James Bible here that I will be reading scripture from. So let's just get started and see how God is going to minister to us today. The weekly menu. My mom was a woman of routine and rituals. She assigned a task to each day of the week, and this is how she kept her life in our home running smoothly. Wow. Had no idea this was going to be said, and it would just work so well with my opening statement, right? I need a routine right now. Part of her routine was around meals. Each day had a meal assigned to it. This was our typical menu. Sunday, roast beef with potatoes and carrots. This cooked in the oven while we attended worship service. Monday, beans and cornbread. Tuesday, pork chop, fried potatoes, green beans, and biscuits. Wednesday, hamburgers and french fries. Thursday, ham, potatoes, choice of mash, fried, or soup, corn, and biscuits. Friday, spaghetti. Saturday was our eat out night sometimes. There were a few options here and there, but this was pretty regular. By having a set menu, mom knew how much groceries would cost. It made her grocery shopping simple and we knew what to expect each evening. I remember someone in the family getting tired of having roast every Sunday and complaining of having the same thing all the time. It's true, routines can be good, but there is a downside as well. Boredom can set in. We tried we tired of doing the same thing over and over, week after week. Dissatisfaction leads to grumbling. Numbers 11, 4 through 6 tells how some complaints regarding a lack of meat. What's interesting in this particular setting is that it didn't start with the Israelites. It started with some worthless foreigners, quote unquote. Yes, that is the quote from scripture. Now I'll be reading that script, those scriptures from my King James Bible, number uh, numbers 11, 4 through 6, and it says, And the mixture, mixed multitude that was among them fell a lusting, and the children of Israel also wept again and said, Who shall give us flesh to eat? We remember the fish which we did eat in Egypt freely, the cucumbers and the melons and the leeks and the onions and the garlic. But now our soul is dried away. There is nothing at all be besides this manna before our eyes. Now, I want to you to put yourself in God's shoes for just a moment. Your children, the ones you chose to rescue from slavery, the ones you love so much, are throwing a fit because 
hear this in a whining tone. All I have is man a boo-hoo-hoo. We don't have any meat, pouty face with a foot stamp. <laughs> How would you feel if your offspring became so ungrateful? I'm, I'm sure if you have children, you have actually experienced this at least once. You wonder where your sweet, precious child went because this cannot be coming out of your sweet, precious child's mouth, right? I offer you a dare. I dare you to go for a minute without complaining. Okay, maybe that's not challenging enough. Then try 15 minutes. How about 30? Or for an hour? Or a day? Could you go a whole day without complaining? If we can learn to turn the perspective toward God and hear ourselves the way we hear our children, we might be able to at least cut down our complaints. It's a start. It's not about tearing ourselves down because we fail so often. It's about changing and adjusting our attitude and perspective. It's a way to humble ourselves. And this is where our second scripture comes in from James chapter 4 and verse 10. And it says, Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. Mm. Mm. Ooh. Wow. Mm. Did it step on your toes? It stepped on mine a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Because um, I've actually, in past, actually thought about this and honestly been convicted of this, if I'm just being 100% transparent. Um, I can't remember the exact circumstances, but it was... That's not the point. The point is I would find myself complaining and woe is me and, you know, blah, blah, blah. When honestly, I have no reason to feel that way and much less say those things because God has been so good to me. He's been very gracious to me. And um, I've said in the past that there is life and death in the tongue. And it does matter what we say, how we say it, to who we say it to. Um, what we say has an impact on how we feel. And if you don't believe that, practice it because it's the truth. You can be having, wake up having a, just a bad day, your aches and pains and you know, Things are not like they should be. And you can give into that and start complaining and, you know, having a pity party and just feeling so sorry for yourself. And before you know it, you'll be worse off than when you first woke up. But on the flip side, when you wake up like that, you can start praising God for waking you up. Praising God that you're alive and you can feel the aches and the pains. Praising God that you have mobility where you can feel the aches and the pains. Praising God for another day. Praising God for another opportunity. And you can get into a form of praise. And before you know it, you, you're, you totally, your mood has shifted, it's changed, and you're just feeling so much better. It's all in how you look at things. And I have, I don't do this all the time. I don't want to come off as, oh, look at me. You need to be like me because I do this all the time. I do it just right and I'm perfect. No. Mm -mm. I have myself pity days and moments. But 
where I'm at now is I'm more able to recognize when that's happening. And then I pray and ask God to forgive me for that, for feeling that way. And then I begin to praise him and thank him. And I, I turn it around and I try to see the good in it. And I'm telling you, it makes a difference. It makes a difference, y'all. And it is true. I mean, I have, I've referenced, you know, our relationship with the Lord, like being a parent and how we are with our children. It's so true. I mean, who would you much rather help? Someone who's grateful and thankful for every single little thing or someone that says, I mean, that's it. That's all I get. I mean, look, look at everything I've done and that's it. I mean, I know which one I would much rather help and bless and, you know, be with and be in their presence, you know? Nobody, nobody wants to be around somebody that is just a whiner and a complainer and a poor pitiful me. Nobody wants that. Nobody enjoys being in that company. I don't. And my mother and my daughter and myself, we have really made it a point when we get together, if one of us starts being that way and maybe the other one's kind of giving into it we're like no stop y'all and we change that and we begin you know saying you know you're right thank god you know we're blessed we have this this and this and if you don't think you're blessed i encourage you to start thanking god for the things that you have in your life and before you know it you're going to spend a whole day week month simply thanking him for everything because when you start listing all the blessings God has given you, there's not enough time. There's not enough hours in the day. I mean, I made that reference um, a couple of uh, devotions back when I was beginning to thank God for, you know, my relationship with my daughter-in-law and how that just went to a domino effect, a snowball effect where I was just, well, it led to this and to this. And, and before I knew it, I was just in a total trance prayer of thankfulness just thanking god for his blessings things that he doesn't have to do for us y'all he don't have to give us anything we are not owed this we are not entitled to this he does this because he loves us he blesses us because he loves us he takes care of us because he's a good father not because you earned it not because you're owed it because he loves us that much the same thing we do for our children we do for them because we love them and we enjoy being able to do things for them i know i get such joy anytime we're able to bless our children with anything anything if it's just making their favorite meal we're approaching thanksgiving and you better believe there's gonna be some caramel pies in that refrigerator because my boys when they come over that's what they want. That's what they're, they're disappointed when it's not there. So it is my great pleasure that I'm going to make them boys caramel pies. There's going to be enough caramel pies that they're going to get sick on them and have enough to take home. Because I love doing things for them. And that's how God is with us. So I encourage you to take some time to spend it in prayer. Not asking for anything, but just thanking God for everything he's given you and done for you. Thank him for the things he's protected you from that you don't even know about because he kept you from it. 
Thank him for the people that he's kept out of your life because he knew that they would come in and they would destroy your walk with him. Thank him for the blessings. Thank him that you're able to open your eyes every morning, have breath in your lungs. Thank him. And before you know it, you will be over, overrun with the spirit of gratefulness and thankfulness. It's, it's the truth. So, this one stepped on my toes, and I know that I'm going to be, I know it's like a confirmation from the Lord, and I definitely want to be more mindful to be more grateful and appreciative instead of so whiny and just bratty. I don't want to be bratty to the Lord, you know? And I tell him that often. I mean, I don't want to come off as a brat, a whining, complaining brat. There is a difference. Let me clarify because I just felt this in my spirit. There is a difference in taking your needs to the Lord. That's what he's there for. That's what he expects. He's a father. We expect our children to come to us with things that they, they need help with, things that they can't understand, things that they need guidance with, okay? That's different than being bratty and complaining to the Lord. I hope that makes sense. This is not to say you are never to go to the Lord with any problems, any concerns, any issues. No. He expects that. He wants that. He encourages that. But there is also a time we need to be approaching him with a thankfulness and gratefulness and not be a bratty like, well, you didn't answer it the way I wanted. And I mean, I really wanted that. You know what I mean? He knows what's best for us. He's got us. So, Take a few moments each day to just begin to thank him for the blessings that he's given you. And before you know it, you're going to have you a shouting good time right there wherever you're at. If you're driving down your car, you're going to be shouting and singing and thanking God. If you're in your house, you might get up and do a jig and thank him and shout and whatever. But you're going to feel so good. And in doing so, <laughs> you're stomping on that devil. You're blacking his eyes, you're busting his nose, and you're bloodying his lip. He can't stand it. And I don't know about you, but that's a bonus to me. <laughs> I love you. I pray that you have a wonderful day, and I will see you in the next one. Bye, y'all.